Hello and welcome to the Edinburgh Football Podcast, the podcast specialising in Edinburgh football. From Hearts, Hibs, Edinburgh City and matters from the Lowland League. Callum is alongside me. How are we doing this evening? Aye, not too bad mate, not too bad yourself. Yes, I'm fine, thank you. Lots to get through, especially in the Lowland League, Callum. Tonight that's where we'll start. We'll then move on to Edinburgh City and finish with Hibs and Hearts due to international action. Callum, the Lone League, we'll start there. Well, not quite the Lone League, we'll start with the Football Nations semi-final. Uh-huh. We were there last Friday evening to see Spartans take on Pennycook at Ainsley Park. Yeah. Um, well, it was entertaining in that it went to penalties, but the game itself, over 120 minutes, it, it, it wasn't a classic. Lacked, lacked a few things, yeah, and I'm not... I'm not going to lie, I probably wasn't dressed for penalties. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it wasn't the most exciting game I have witnessed at Ainsley Park this season. It's also not the the, the dullest, if I'm honest. You know, I did see Edinburgh City beat Berwick 1-0 there, and that was a hard slog. But, <laughs> look, Spartans did what was needed. They're uh, through to the final where... They could play, I think it's Bonner yep. or someone else. So, Camelin, yep. you know, big, big test ahead. But, uh, you know, they did what was needed and thought it would have been more comfortable when I saw the the Pennycook bench and they were sort of resorted to putting a couple and of boys that were injured they, on the bench. They didn't make any subs in yeah. 120 minutes. You know, so I thought, and Spartans made four. Mm-hmm. So I thought I thought it would have been more not comfortable, but you know as as soon as Spartans took the lead with well, an absolute Ronaldinho strike <laughs> from David Greenhill, I think I genuinely just expected them to kick on and get a little bit. Well, sorry, you expected them to kick on and get a few more goals. I said that Penny Cook would come back into it. Yeah, uh, Penny Cook had chances, didn't he? Though he did, you know, before the goal, um, before the goal. Friend of the show, Ian McFarlane, clears one off the line. Blair Carswell made a very big save yeah. um, in the sort of follow-up from yeah. that move. Uh, Pennycook had a goal disallowed before All this Spartans, before Spartans took the lead? Well, no. I think, no, no, no. roughly. Um, Subo off the line was in the second half. Oh, that is. And yeah. the follow-up save from Carswell was from the same move, but uh, the disallowed goal was in the first half. Mm. There was also a big one-on-one in there as well when the boys played through in the first half yeah. as well. So there was, was, a, there was, was chances. A big, big save. Um, but Spartans, when they got the lead, I thought it looked like it affected Penny Cook. They sort of yep. went to sleep right before half-time. And Spartans sort of cut through them without cutting through them, if you know what I mean. Got to sort of 20 yards uh, in and th- in, got into the final third, third sorry, and just failed to take advantage. Yeah. You know, I suppose the equaliser. I mean, we spoke to to Blair before the penalties, or I did anyway. Certainly, when he lined up, and he he said to me, you know, how how he think he said something, like, you know, how bad was the goal or something like that. And I think he's probably being a bit too harsh on himself, but he maybe could have got a little bit more distance on his, on his push out, looking at the highlights back. Yeah, I think. Well, you take you take into account. Look at the fact that it's you know the eighty seventh, eighty eighth minute. It's coming down and the ball was hit with pace. Came yeah, through a, a few bodies a really, as well. It's a really good shot. He's done well to get something onto it and take nothing away from the fact that Sam Jones is following up and you know gets a deserved equaliser for Pennycook. You know, yeah, it was uh, yeah, hundred percent. But no one was tracking his run. 
and he gets in and sort of thinks it over uh, Carswell but when it got into into extra time uh, the the Penny Cook sub goalie Robo who is apparently out for the season according mm. to Grinchy last week but he was on the bench I think just to sort of make make the numbers up but you know we was, I was I was talking to him and I said look if Penny Cook don't take a chance you know Spartans will hold on it Spartans will come through this it's funny because people say oh you know penalties comes down to luck at times and whatnot but the Spartans penalties were, were top class weren't they yeah I'm I'm not going to lie Adam Corbett's penalty yeah. was sensational yeah I spoke to him uh, the other night there and uh, <laughs> he made a go bottom right dodgy <laughs> it doesn't matter it doesn't matter it went because... and go bottom right and it went right in the top corner didn't it, it? Was, but, it was but every penalty but... was taken with conviction wasn't it yeah 100% what I loved about um, you know we tweeted out obviously the final score and someone was like oh it wasn't a sensational effort it was it was the wind that took it in. I was like, I was talking about the penalties, mate, but uh, never mind. So, and I think, you know, before the penalties, you said, would Subo take one? I did not on any <laughs> such occasion say anything like that. I was like, not a chance. He'll be after Carswell. <laughs> uh, but look, at the end of the day, Subo said it last week. It doesn't matter the performance. It's all about getting into the final. Yeah. And and that's what they done. Yeah, 100%. They did, they did what was needed. You know, turn the style on in other games but all that mattered on Friday night was getting through to the final and that's that's exactly what they did I mean absolute hats off to Spartans for the fact that they sold Bevy before the game they sold Bevy at half time that was that was fantastic I mean it <laughs> did did our mutual friend Steve-O absolutely no good he was <laughs> uh, what four or five sheets to the wind I think everyone that came into contact with him was like how much have you had to drink? Just <laughs> constantly muttering away to himself. This is worse than watching Hertz. <laughs> but, um, that takes some doing. The yeah. um, job done. Yeah. Job done. On to Tuesday night. Uh, yeah, Tuesday night. Get my days right. Yes. Uh, they they went through to T. Scott Bride, who were well three points. They'd given the title, and in the end, they managed to get over the line. They they came through two one against Spartans. Nil nil at half time. Uh, Spartans fall behind Malcolm the scorer he's had a good season to be honest he's done really well actually um, Spartans respond well though they get the equaliser and perhaps maybe thought they could push for the winner a couple of wee changes maybe thinking there's maybe something in this for them but unfortunately I, I think uh, I think looking at reports maybe a slight defensive error there or a defensive error it brings East Cobride uh, the three points but that's probably a a disappointing result actually because when you look at it now in it terms is, yeah. of games played and games in hand and points to make up Spurs have got a little bit of work to do don't they now to yeah. try and get well I think I think and it pains me to say this but I think seconds gone with um, with that performance looking at the remaining fixtures for both teams I think I think unfortunately seconds now out of their grasp but you know I think Last night should have been an absolute look. Everything gets left out there because mm. you don't want to be the team that is, you know, giving giving your title away to the team that you know. Basically, I mean, Nisco Bride yeah, threw it away last year. Yeah. I think so. I mean, you don't want to be in the position where you're giving them the title. So I think that it was disappointing to see. You know, especially when Spartans got themselves leveled, they didn't. Well, they did, I mean, looking at it, I mean, uh, you, you know, uh, by all accounts, 
when, when Spartans equalised, they were well on top. Spartans were well on top. So it, it wasn't as if they went there and, and shut up shop and, and hoped to sneak something. I, I think they went to push on and come away with the three points, no doubt about that. Just by all accounts, it was two sloppy goals that they give away and, and that, unfortunately, is the difference. Uh, yeah, for for me, it's it's something that that game should have just been like they don't win it here. Yeah. They don't win it here, and I don't know, but it should have been drilled in, and it just I don't know. It's it's a bit it's a bit of a an annoyance if if I'm honest. I I feel like it's a game that Spartans should have been right up for just get right into them and like come away a game against East Kilbride again without without any points and it's it's tough to take I think it's more I mean it, I think it's more now just the fact of looking at at league position now that, that's mm. I think that's more I mean the game itself you know but by all accounts, they they put in a good performance and they were pushing for the winner. So it wasn't like they were they were blown away by any by any stretch. But it was it's more now just looking at the the games now to make up in terms of points. And I think, like you say, three points last night and second is still right on. Yeah. You know, but then looking at now BSC's main and fixtures, which we'll go on to speak about when when we when we after the the civil and Spartans preview. But yeah, I think they've maybe just given themselves. A little bit too much. I, I think mm. now, it's I'm, I'm probably third. putting them third. Yeah, I think BSC well, maybe third's, third's the highest that they can finish. Yeah, yeah. I, I think. think. I think. Yeah, I agree. I agree. <coughs> changes made as well. You know, there was changes, so perhaps maybe mm-hmm. they were looking ahead. Perhaps maybe one eye, a few boys maybe tight from the from the previous game or whatnot. Maybe they were looking to mix it up a little bit, looking ahead to the weekend's game because that's a massive game. But we'll come on to speak about that. We'll go on to speak about civil just now. And if we speak about disappointing results, the Spartans we had last night, Saturday was right disappointing, considering Kelly def- got beat off Dalbiti and a surprising defeat at that as well. Civil, you know, led led twice, but yeah, but only coming with one point at home. It's it's disappointing. Normally, they they hold out and they just do enough to get the get the three points, but you know to have led twice and then what we about twelve minutes to go. After Churchy puts them two two one up, you're thinking that they'll see this out. Yeah. And um, you know it's it's unfortunate, but you know they're still still in the hunt for top four, still been been still been a fantastic yeah. season. But I think that should have been three points on Saturday. Yeah, but yeah, it should have. You know, they are suppose they are probably say punching above their weight. Perhaps when you take in resources and finance all in account, if you were to lay it out in a league and see what each team pays and, and whatnot, then they, they are punching above their weight. But the way that they have been performing, certainly uh, this year, mm-hmm. you'd expect it to be three points. And, and they're pegged back. You know, when you look at it and you strip it right back, it's a penalty in a, in a world, you know, a, apparently a, a fantastic free kick. So is, when, you, when you take that into consideration, you know, that, that, that's a, a, better pill to, a better pill to swallow. But I mean, this weekend, uh, what a game. You know, Civil versus Spartans, a derby, you know, third versus fifth. But, you know, it's so close with games in hand, and etc. that this game is just, 
it's a, it's just going to be a great game, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Um, but before before we talk about the game, I think that we need to address the the second civil goal on on Saturday, which was you know the highlights weren't available, so I have um, I was shown this by the 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 team manager <laughs> at. At civil service, who threw Churchy under the bus by saying, "Oh, you can talk about this in your podcast," um, and you know you see it and you're like, "Oh, the on Twitter it's like rounds the goalie," and you're like, "Oh, brilliant." You see it in the highlights, and I don't know if he's if he's meant this. That is fantastic, <laughs> but he's missed the ball. The keeper's gone down, and then he's uh, retained his composure to then. Knock it, knock it past the keeper. So a fantastic goal, but also an incredibly lucky goal. <laughs> well, this weekend, Calm, it's Cyril versus Spartans. It was one-one last time out. Uh, I think both teams cancelled each other out. Spartans certainly had the chances to win the game, mm-hmm. uh, but Cyril pegged them back with a with a penalty uh, late on when when Downey comes on. This is just going to be a right good game. You know, two teams that. That no three points will go a very long way in probably what we were saying, tying up third place potentially. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I think that this, this, this could be an absolute cracker. The game at Christmas, the one all draw, was, you know, I think the fact is both teams were a wee bit shell shocked by the fact that Spartans took the leads after about 12, 14 yeah, seconds, something yeah. like that. Steve McDonald's shot went through. Um, so I think both teams were a little bit oh um, how do we react, how to, do we react to that because yeah. Civil the game plan pretty much went out the window uh, I think they struggled the majority of the first half to really get their foot on the ball I think that all changed Jack Downey came on and well, the first thing he did was get them a little bit of territory yeah. and you know they were in Spartans half and able to create chances so I think it's. I think it is going to be a cracking game. The pitch down at the Christie Gillis is great. Nick, hopefully it's not windy. Otherwise, that will ruin the game. But I think it could be some game. Yeah, that game in particular, though, it it changed on the big save from Donaldson when 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 Atkinson goes in one on one. It almost changed in that moment in the second half. They almost. It, it, it rejuvenised sort of civil at that moment and that's when they started to, to get a bit more in the game and then the subs came I think it was almost almost like a triple sub I think at the time I think it was and it, it just sort of changed it at that sort of moment that was a, almost midway through the second half I think that, that save came in when Atkinson was played through in fact I think it might have actually been a short pass back but <laughs> no names yeah it, it's, it is going to be a, it is going to be a good game if you look at where they are each of the each where they are on the table now so civil are at this moment third they have played the most games throughout the teams that are in that that top five so Civil in third place Calm played 25 on 49 points Spartans in fifth 43 points but they've got two games in hand so you know if they, if Spartans win on Saturday they go three points behind with, with two games in hand you know they, they've probably probably you know knocked Civil out of potentially you know, the top fini- four yeah potentially finishing top four I, yeah, I, I agree so I, it's sort of last chance for, for Civil to potentially Still ups and downs going to happen, do you think? Realistically, I have no idea. Yeah. The, the sort of topsy-turvy way that this season's gone out with 
East Kilbride. Um, you know, out with them winning the league, it's been very up and down. So I think that looking at it, Civil have had some great results at the Christie Gillis this season. So, you know, they, they tucked away East Kilbride 3 1 there. And just, I mean, it was 3 1, but it could have been about 5 or 6. They were just by far the better team. Mm. So, you know, if Civil turn up and play like that, I think they could blow Spartans away. But, you know, we've seen Spartans pull off some fantastic results. So, I'm not going to lie, I think it's going to be some battle. I think the midfield is going to be very interesting with, you know, the, the boys that play for Civil, you know, Hammy and Clappy going up against Subo. I think that's going to be some some tasty 50-50s, <laughs> for, for want of a better word. But, you know, just all over the park, there's going to be intriguing battles, like, going throughout the game you've got I think both left backs or left wing backs will look to get forward as much as they can Chen and Andy Mayer so I think it's just look it's going to be it's going to be some game there's talent throughout the Absolutely. the two yeah. teams and you know I'm saying all this guaranteed nil nil or a scrappy 1-0 <laughs> but you know if it is a scrappy 1-0 whoever gets that you know will be absolutely delighted yeah Yep, you know, two teams that know each other well. You know, the managers know each other well. Mm-hmm. You've had, you've got players well, that have on that. The uh, the Spartans physio offered uh, Gary his money back for attending the game on Friday. <laughs> so yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's just going to be a a great game and a great game, and it's it's one that I'm both looking forward to, and you know, let me the best team win, I suppose, over the I know, I over think, the night. I think it's going to be class. I'm going for a wee rag and bone freshie on. Uh, on Saturday morning so I'll be looking fantastic at this game <laughs> moving on to Edinburgh Uni Calman it wasn't a result that I was I was expecting if I'm honest uh, Edgy Sport coming through 2-0 and it, it, I, I just yeah Uni a bit on a bit of a slide haven't they really? I think bit of a slide is an understatement it's it's like that slide at Vogue back in the day you know it's <laughs> it's been you know yeah. not one since November and it's just every single week it's just been going on and on and yeah I, t- I don't really understand how it's been this long I mean four of the players were selected for Scottish student team that took on East Fife yeah. during the week there so I mean the talent's there but look the end of season cannot come quick enough I think for Union the only they're not going to go down uh, this year so they've got a good chance to just recharge batteries rebuild boys that will come back another another sort of year older um, a fresh batch of first years you never know but yeah just get to the end of the season and be happy with that yeah agreed agreed it's Gretna this weekend funny team Gretna we've said it a few times when our teams have, have come up against them you know they've mm-hmm. had some tremendous results they've had some uh, had some shockers in there as well but it's a huge game, you know. Where where do you want to finish? If if they lose, I think you say they go. Well, uh, Gretna, Gretna, I think are a point a point behind them at this moment in time, and so I mean, if they lose, they go down to thirteenth. I don't think that there's any sort of real danger. Well, no, I mean, because because of the way relegation is this year with Celtic, Celt, sorry, Celtic, <laughs> um, with Celtic dropping out the league. Not not entirely sure on what's happening, but uh, I think that it's a game that. They've got a right good chance of winning, right good chance of getting three points, and you know you're just sort of just hoping 
at this moment in time that end end the season on a wee bit of high, only the three games to go. So yeah, just which is surprising, seeing as how many times we've talked about them being stops that. Yeah, it's but I'm true. sure I'm sure they've played twenty five. So oh. it's just got their games in early. Oh, unless we <laughs> missed a few, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they've had some, like you say, uni have had some. I mean, they probably gave me the the high one of the highlights of the season. That game against Vale of Leven. Unbelievable. It was unbelievable. It's just it's days like that. You just think, oh, where's that hunger? Where's that desire to get? I mean, I wouldn't say yeah, not the desire, think, but where's I just that? Think the... Yeah, just. That spark. Every every time I've seen them, I feel like they have had chances, but they've just not they've not taken them. Yeah. You know, and it's been that. Uh, even even when they were three 0 down to Spartans, they were they were creating chances, but just a proven goal scorer. You know, with Abdul, Ab, sorry Abdul Yusuf dropping out dropping out the the team. Then it's just yeah. they had a boy, um, Jack Guthrie that they've had for for a good couple of seasons and, and he was their, their go-to man he was their striker great pace goal scorer you know he's now I think he's down south now he's you know graduated and he's, he's away now but he, he's a, he was one of the best strikers in the league if I'm honest the games I always played you know, last season against Spartans uh, when I was there he was you could tell he was a, a class above mm-hmm. in terms of for, for the uni and it, it is difficult to to replace and you know goal scorers are not easy to come by you know they're really not no no uh, they certainly aren't so I think because they've got themselves in a really good position I mean that game against that beat at home where they got beat 1-0 was just mm. absolute daylight robbery yeah. and so yeah I think just get get three points on Saturday don't lose the game so mm. must not lose for me yeah. um, so I think that just come the end of the season Regroup and rebuild. Yeah. Okay, Cal. That's the the Lowland League uh, covered. We'll come back to it at the end and we go through our predictions. But uh, we'll move on to League Two, where Edinburgh City faced off against top of the league Peterhead uh, last weekend, and it was uh, nil nil. Both teams cancelling each other out again. Yeah. There's been a, a couple of draws between the, the two this season. A game of two halves, really. You know, yeah, first half. Hundred percent. First half, Peterhead on top. But second half, City coming back strong, but just couldn't get that killer chance yeah. to really, to really, you know, get that goal. I think, you know, but I, I did see. Well, perhaps Peter Head, one hundred percent, definitely would have. I said that I was going to go along to this game, but I think remember that tune, the fat sketch, where it's like, oh, but I was pissed last night. <laughs> That is a hundred percent what summed up my Saturday. So, um, look, one thousand fifty-seven in attendance. Yeah, incredible. Uh, absolutely fantastic uh, attendance for a League Two game. I think that. I mean, I don't want to put a dampener on it, but I think the league now. Oh yeah. I love it how you're just straight in, like <laughs> boom, mm-hmm. uh, it's gone. Yeah. But I, I think that look, they had. This this was a massive chance, and now, you know. We said it last week, Cal, on the podcast. This is this is the last chance well, if they want uh, to win the league. And I still think I still think Peterhead will maybe drop points, but what's he got? Perhaps. Five. It's five points, yeah. but the thing is now, you know, Clyde were out of it. Four points. Clyde are right up City's backside again, and for me, that's that's the bigger danger here. 
because mm. you know City have four or six games left, four away from home, you know, and they play Clyde at home. But the thing mm. is, they're away. They're away games. They've got a. They've got Berwick on Saturday, absolutely fighting for their lives. Last time they were at home, they beat Peterhead two 0 You yeah. know, last time City were at Berwick, two 0 up, with a couple of minutes to go, drew two each. So mm. it's not a happy hunting ground at this moment in time. Not a great place that you want to be going when you're looking for points to still keep yourselves yeah. within the shout of winning the league. Yeah, you've got, they've got to go to Albion Rovers, arguably the form team in League Two right now. Yes, you know that's that's. Well, they've taken ten points at the last two of games, and, and if you chuck in a, a three point gimme because of the Clyde thing, yeah, so thirteen I think, points. I think they're absolutely flying. Um, they're not bottom in the league anymore, so fantastic. I mean, I'd love to know if there's like an Albion Rovers podcast. It's all of a sudden been brutal all season, and now they're like place in the world. Uh, but <laughs> you know, like the game, the game on Saturday started off almost in the worst possible way. With a rather uncharacteristic back pass from Matt Laird, who drop um, pulls one out the sky, fantastic mm. first touch, and then for some reason plays a blinding through ball straight to Rory McAllister, which to be fair, Cal Mantel, that's not the first touch of the ball you're wanting, but gets down well, tips that past the post, so, and you know he he did that very well for the rest of the game. A few fantastic saves, best one had to be from. Willie Gibson's free kick gets up and across well and tips that way but you know when and a shout to Cam as well he joins the the triple appearance club makes a hundred that was his hundred yeah, appearance was 100, for the, the yeah, club um, on, on Saturday so just over what in just shy of three years it's you know fa- fairly impressive but I think that I think he was voted into the the SPFL team, team of the week, of the week. Yeah, yeah. and as much as that's fantastic when you know, realistically, tells a kind, story, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, tells the story. story of the game in which, mm. you know, you're kind of wanting, you know, Blair Henderson to have been in there, <laughs> uh, or a Scott Shepherd. But yeah. I mean, I'm taking nothing away from Calamante, of course not. Uh, but um, it's a worthy achievement because he was he was fantastic. But kind of wanted them to have an easier day and City to to come away with with three points. But I think that look. They're still there with the playoffs. That's an absolute lottery. You know, it comes down to 180 minutes. Who knows? Mm. Who knows? So, but phew, I think that to put themselves in a better frame of mind, they need to uh, recapture the early season form Agreed. where it was just win, win, win. Relentless. Win, you know, yeah, like relentless. what, 11, 12 games in a row? Yeah. You know, smashing our growth 4 1. That's, that's the form that needs to be rediscovered and I think that look there's there's a good chance that they could go on a wee run but I think I think we really need to. Yeah. Well like you said it's Berwick it's Berwick this weekend and it's a, it's a really interest you know, when the last went down to Berwick, I'm not sure what the gap would have been between them and Albion Rovers. But at that at that time you'd have gone that nah, they're safe. Because Albion yeah, Rovers are probably Albion on, Rovers on about four just, points, one win, yeah, on about four points, they couldn't buy it. Yeah, they couldn't, they couldn't buy a win. But now, Berwick went bottom of the league midweek yeah. last night with Albion Rovers beating being Cowan Beath. So, this is going to be an entirely different Berwick. How are they going to react now to going bottom of the league? They're uh-huh. now the they're now the chasers, you know, for 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 uh, for safety. This isn't this isn't easy. 
this, no, this, this, this isn't a team that's just, just sitting mid-table, you know, take a, maybe like a Queen's a, Park, maybe an Elgin, that mid-table. Nothing to play for. Nothing really to, really to play for. I think Annan have done enough now to probably secure fourth and in good form themselves. Albion and Berwick are the, probably the two you teams you don't want to play right now. Yeah, and City have to visit both of them. Yeah. Which, you know, they've, they've beaten Albion Rovers four times this season. I would still expect them to make it five, but it's not places that you want to be going and thinking, we need points here. Mm. We need points. And that's that's just not the case. So I think looking at it, it's a, it's a must-win game on Saturday. Uh, like I was there a couple of weeks ago on the Tuesday night, 1-0. It was... Not entertaining, <laughs> uh, to say the least. I think the City came out the shell, played for 10-15 minutes at the start of the second half, did enough to win the game. But, you know, there was a few times that Berwick got in behind early doors but just didn't have the finishing to, yeah, yeah. to take advantage of that. And they got through in the last minute, but they couldn't they couldn't take the chance. So mm. it's it's one of those where I think that look, it's going to be it's going to be tight. It's going to be tight. It's going to be a good game, but... Has to be three points for the citizens. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Okay, Carl, moving on to the Premier League. Hibs and Hearts, obviously not in action due to international, uh, the international break over the weekend, which was uh, <laughs> fantastic. Yeah, that was a, that was a, an interesting uh, was, an interesting was... weekend. But nice to see. So we'll start nice to see you know Mark McNulty getting minutes more than more than. Well, I mean, probably he was expecting himself. I, but I still think that it was ridiculous to bring him on in Kazakhstan with nine minutes to go. Yeah. When you know with Scotland are three 0 down, fantastic. That's a it's <laughs> a great decision, Alex McRae. Right, no, we'll not get started on Scotland because that's disappointing. Though not to see maybe Suter get more or or, or any Can't game time. He didn't start. He's yeah. better than Scott McKenna, who's absolutely hopeless. He looks good in a. See, you've got me started. They're good <laughs> in an absolutely shocking Aberdeen team that are just a gang. <laughs> right, they look good in the SBL because they kick lumps out of people and they get away with it or they defend with six at the back. Scott McKenna is an absolute hammer thrower. He is absolute nonsense. And there was a guy from Stenhouse Muir on Twitter that called him out. Right, <laughs> played for Stenhouse Muir. Like, played yeah, against right, him. Seen that. Played I've against him this it. season and he's absolute toilet. And I'm like, yes, he is. You know, David Bates, I'm sorry, I don't watch enough Bundesliga 2 highlights because mm. Hearth aren't in it anymore. So, but how John Suter doesn't start is, is beyond me. You know, it's just frightening. But hey, in equity trust. <laughs> we'll speak hearts then. I've spoken to Suter there. They're at home to, to Aberdeen on Saturday. And, uh, this is huge, isn't it? That's it's massive. It really it's is massive. massive because... Look, we spoke we spoke last week about how the remaining three fixtures for Hibs and Hearts before the split are well, the two fixtures before the the derby yeah. in just over a week's time, it's it's massive. You know, Hibs go to the, the Tony Macaroni on Friday evening. Sorry, um, on Friday night, and Hibs could be above Hearts. Yeah. Before a ball's kicked, you know, at at Tynecastle, and that just ramps the pressure up because if Hearts say Hearts draw with Aberdeen Hibs beat Livy you know level on points but Hibs have the superior goal difference so Hibs would be above Hearts and you're sitting there going how's that happened 
you know where mm-hmm. where's that come from yeah. and then you know hearts go to let's go to ibrox on the wednesday night hibs host kilmarnock again none of them are givens no nope. but then and then you've all of a sudden got the the derby yeah got the derby god knows what could happen there yeah and then the small matter of hearts having a semi-final the weekend after that yeah big big four games coming up for for hearts massive <coughs> but Aberdeen they beat Aberdeen mm-hmm. last time out the whole fixture they've actually got a decent record I think at, at Tynecastle uh, yeah, over I think Aberdeen even, even when they went into administration managed to beat Aberdeen um, at, at home so I think that it certainly is a team that Hearts have got especially at home yes. good memories of playing but yes. you know away from home Pitodri's not exactly been a happy hunting ground for, for them for a, a wee while but I think it's just massive eh? yeah. it's just massive you, you don't know the I think I mean you don't know what the atmosphere is going to be like because I think see see if Hibs are above see if Hibs do beat Livingston then I think the stands are going to be slightly nervy I think it's going to be Christ we need to get points here because if we didn't they could you know, like mm. Hibs could be, and in the same token, Aberdeen no three points. It's the old firm game uh, mm-hmm. over on, the weekend. On Sunday, yeah. Over the weekend, so they'll think you know if Celtic if Celtic beat Rangers, three points for them. It gets them a little bit closer again to, to Rangers. Yeah. Albeit there's a decent gap there between the two, but eight points. But yeah, but they're still they still got to play them. Yeah, so. potentially. Yeah, so exactly. It's, so it's, it's, still, it's, it's still there. Uh, um, both teams just desperate for three points. Desperate for three points, I think. You know, talking about Scotland players coming back, you're looking at Graham Shinney will be wanting to put in a performance due to the fact that, well, he was absolutely found out for being, well, no, just he's pish as a footballer. (laughs) So it doesn't matter if he was playing left back or centre mid. I mean, he shouldn't be playing centre mid because there's about eight boys that are better than him. He shouldn't be playing left back because he's pish. (laughs) So, I mean, whichever one you think of. So, you're looking at it and I feel like there's a few players that want to want to try and you know, I mean John Shooter will be like, Well, I want to have, I want to play well because apparently this guy is in front of me in the Scotland team. Fair I'm point. gonna show them I'm yeah. gonna show them exactly why he should be nowhere near a Scotland squad. You yeah, know? I'm gonna, you know, so look, Berra's not see the thing is if if Hearts go three at the back and Berra's uh Left left centre back instead mm-hmm. of in the middle, you know, Aberdeen. I'm not sure if Mackay Stephen is fit or not, but I mean Niall McGinn and what the boy uh, McLennan. McLennan, yeah, yeah, they're absolutely flyers. Right? Yeah, Aberdeen will knock the ball in behind better because they know he's uncomfortable running towards his own goal. Yeah, so they will attack down that side, and that is that is a danger. Interesting little battle, but yeah. Like you say, that's yeah, hundred percent. Hundred percent. That's going to be. Tactical. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. You know, hearts. Hearts have to get on top in the midfield. Um. Just Peter Herring just goes absolutely through. Graham Anything Shinney. that moves. No, just Graham Shinney to start off with. <laughs> um. I think the thing is, Berra is going to absolutely relish going up against Sam Cosgrove. I think that that's that's what, like Crystal Berra is that type of. Uh, centre centre half he loves the big centre forwards where yeah. you know it's just going to be an absolute battle all day you know they're just going to be just kicking lumps at each other mm. that is Christoph Berra's absolute bread and butter he loves that it's going to be such a tactical battle because 
McInnes will know that as well. Yeah. McInnes will know that Cosgrove so better. He, he, might, might, he might change it. He might, he he might change he might it. He might go like well. James Wilson. Stevie May. Oh. Aye, that. Yeah. Um, just, it's just going to be. Really, <laughs> <laughs> almost it's just, it's almost be a few clangers. It's going to be interesting. I, I actually. Yeah, I, I, I think I think Hearts will win. Actually, I do. I think Uchi will will cause will, will cause uh, Aberdeen problems. Now, and I think if Aber if Hearts get it right and get support in and around him, yeah, I think they'll get success. I hope I hope Uchi absolutely annihilates uh, Scott McKenna. I hope he like just ruins him that much that he retires on the spot after the game. <laughs> you know, just absolutely dominates him. You know. Scott McKenna goes to bed and like just has nightmares about Big Uche dominating <laughs> him constantly all afternoon. Other news coming out of Tynecastle today. Naismith, apparently, according to the record, has turned snubbed the MLS. Therefore, a permanent deal at Hearts looks closer. However, we, we take that with a pinch of salt. Because uh, it's the daily record and it's Keith Jackson. So Yeah, you know. but the, if you look at papers closer at home... Progress has been made. That's that's yeah, that's the word. Progress being made for Naismith, Doom, and Haring. Well, I mean, surprising if uh, they all sort of come through. I mean, Uchi extended his contract. You know, Haring's Haring's deal's not up. I'm sure he signed a, a two year deal. Hearts, Hearts, unfortunately, got themselves in a a bit of a bind with guys like Mallory Martin getting three year deals under Cathro and that. So it's. Um, that's it's interesting. You're sort of tied to him, but he's he's never going to play for yeah. the first team again. So, but I think guys like Haring well worth a decent deal if they can get Jim to resign. That's I think that's massive. So, you know, it's I think encouraging signs coming out from from the sort of. Media hearts, hearts, ah. <laughs> hearts media. Well, I'm like standing. You're just like ignoring me for the rest. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I don't know. Uh, but I tell, I tell you right now, this is um, this is something that we spoke about on Friday night. You've been a champion of the way to get Hearts fans back on side is by playing youngsters like Harry Cochran and Aidan Keener. And there was an interesting point made on Friday night. And it is what are these guys doing? Yeah. To put themselves in front of Craig Living to say this is what you should be. Yeah. Is I mean, uh, Harry Cochran I think is taking a stretch, but he's still very lightweight. You know, is he smashing the gym to to you know, put on like half stone and muscle to make himself harder to show off the ball? Mm. Is he putting that effort in to then you know say look well this is what I'm doing I'm I, should, ready. I should be in yeah. your in your plans yeah. you know it's all well and good just saying oh we've got these these talented young boys but you know you look at you look at Ryan Poch he's an absolute bear you know he's he's absolute like man mountain material um, you know I think even Ollie Shaw worked hard in the gym but you look at guys like Jamie McCluskey absolutely never worked hard in the gym you know yeah. like he, he used to get brought on when Tony Mowbray's hips were like four or five and up because knew that it was never going to be, you know, too many bad tackles going in, so it was okay to bring them on. Yeah, yeah, no, no, right. I mean, the debate was brought, you know, was spoke about on Friday, and it's an interesting point. You know, what's going to happen to Cochrane? Is he going to, is he going to take it seriously? Is he? Well, I'm sure he does. Is, but what I mean yeah. is, is it? Is he? Is he going to go? No, I want to go right to the top here because when he first came on, 
he was on the scene sorry 16 17 slight you can understand that comes on sets it alight you mm-hmm. know he does so well against Celtic and for those remaining games he done great and and then it's just hit a bit of a, a dead end at the moment well, what is he doing in his career to really a, push on because if he doesn't you could easily still see him at Hearts in 10 years time well if he's lucky if he's lucky he's still at Hearts in 10 years time because if he's not putting any sort of effort in uh, in terms of like you know building his physique and then you know chapping the manager's door etc and he's just going through the motions could easily find himself released at the end of the contract work his way down the lower league because you know for a fact with a hearts conveyor belt that they've had uh-huh. of youth systems coming through and the fact that they've got a very good youth a very good youth academy so, yeah. from f- kids right all the way up to to reserve um but there's going I to be others coming through just, all the time just to sort of compare it to another sort of 16 17 year old who is absolutely flying down south for Chelsea is a uh, Billy Gilmore yeah now Billy Gilmore is you know totally wee guy but he's working his socks off trying to be this trying to be that he's playing every single time for Scotland you know he's been benched for Chelsea you know, he's 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 getting he's getting, getting rewards. Close. He's getting close for yeah. and and that's that's Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know now, there's nothing to say that that couldn't be done. Yeah, I I just think it's a really interesting debate, and it's something that we could yeah, it speak, might, it might, but it it's something sound, but it's it, something we could speak about all day because Scottish it, football has got that problem. We have got. Guys that are just footballers. I know. And it's like, look, yeah. I'm not a weird. Oh, I actually play for Motherwell, but <laughs> but the, but we know. I know so many players that are are class. You know, absolutely class. You know, and I, I play with so many players when I was at boys club level. I mean, we go down south and we play teams that are meant to be the best in in the the Lanc- uh, Lancashire area. We go down there, we win that cup. We play all these different teams, and you think, God. But then suddenly, we get to seventeen, eighteen. Uh, and baby. it just stops baby. it just stops well baby. maybe there's the, but the 100% is baby there's something you know, that's and, just stopping our... and the thing is it, it, it might sound like look we're, we're singling out Harry Cochran and we're having a go at him uh, 100% not I mean light years ahead of the footballing ability that, that well, I possess so you know he's I mean he's very talented and the what, what we're sitting here saying is that how far can he go and how much is he willing to push himself to get to that level yeah. You know, because that that's it at the end of the day. Because he could probably the sort of physique that he's got just now, he could probably have a very comfortable career, maybe in and around the 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 Premiership or the Championship, the sort of upper echelons, or you know, he could he could go for it. You know, I he agree. could really push himself. Yeah. Listen, when Alex Harris first came onto the scene, everyone was thinking this is this is the boy that's gonna he he's the next Stephen Fletcher. That that was that was the conversations around mm. Hibs fans. He's the one that's going to go down south and do well and make a career out of it in the Premiership down south and in the Championship down south. And it just didn't it just didn't work out. But the same goes for Harry Cochran. Mm-hmm. You know, well, I mean, you look, uh, absolutely. You look at um, it is there for him. One of the most successful, I think, to come out of Hearts uh, in the last five years is Callum Patterson. Agreed. I've got a lot of time for him. I think. I think he's just a fantastic athlete. Now, when he first came on the scene, yeah, I mean, he's what six foot two, um, so he already had he already had the height. But 
when he was when he first came into that Hearts team and he was like being used up front right winger, he already had that physique mm. and he's just an absolute athlete. An athlete, yeah, you absolutely. A hundred percent. So that's why he's getting used at right back, centre forward, playing off the striker. Yeah. Because the thing is, regardless of where you're putting him, you know that he's gonna give you a shift. Yeah. You know that he's gonna run himself into the ground and you know, he's just constantly working. And that is that is if you want to go because let's be honest, down south is is where it that's where it is in terms of, of club football. Yeah. That's where that's where players up here are striving to go. Can I get down south? Can I get the big move? Well they are absolute well, athletes. Yeah, they are look, absolute look many, athletes down there. Look how many go so young. Mm. You know, and you know, we've 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 spoken privately about this, but I mean we will have you know, an interview with someone who has gone down south mm. and has made the grade down there. Yeah. You know, very, very shortly. And I think that to to get to that sort of level, you know, the sacrifices that you must put in and the the time and really just push yourself. Mm. You know, it certainly wasn't for me because, you know, I'm sitting here <laughs> and, you know, but I think that it, it comes to a point in your in your professional career and I think that if you want to, if you want to go and strive to be the best, you've got to work it. I mean, look at Gareth Bale. Gareth Bale was, you know, almost out the door at Tottenham Hotspur. He was almost getting sold to Birmingham for three million pounds. <laughs> right? Gets his head down, works, destroys a uh, what's it, Mike on yeah. uh, Inter Milan. He gets that hat trick, and then boom. The rest is history. Look at him. That I mean, yeah. Real Madrid, however many Champions Leagues, but mm. that's that's it. If you and I, I know I, I was ridiculed when I said this like five years ago, and I said that. Callum Patterson could be Scotland's answer to Gareth Bale. And the reason I said that and is because he has the sort of similar physique. He mm-hmm. can get up and down and he's got an absolute rocket of a shot on him. He's fantastic in the air. And honestly, I, like, I've, I've put it out there before and I'm using an even wider public forum now to say that I still believe that Callum Patterson could be Scotland's answer to Gareth Bale. That somewhat falls in... I don't want to speak about this anymore. Uh, uh, I swear to God, if you are going to bring up Nicky Maynard and Pele, I'm switching the podcast off and we're never doing it again. <laughs> but it's pure football and evolution, Cal. Not, you're uh, not... Uh, no, 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 no. Because I'm talking about two players that are playing at the same time, that have similar physiques, that could easily go on... Like I'm not saying that Callum Patterson is going to play for Real Madrid, but they could go on similar career paths. You are saying that Nicky Maynard... At that time. <coughs> at that time at Bristol City, was better than Pelé. Now, I know that Pelé talks a lot of... Like, for a guy, like, oh, I scored three million goals. Like, I Like, in the back garden against your Burns, mate. But... There is no way in hell that a man who won three World Cups and Nicky Maynard can be used in the same breath. No, 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 I'm done. I'm done. Football. Do, the rest, do the rest of the podcast yourself. Football and evolution. Put my shoes on. Hibs, they faced Livingston on Friday night. This is going to be difficult because Cameron's actually taken the huff. Uh, Hibs are away <laughs> to, to Livingston on Friday night. It wasn't a good hunting ground the last time Hibs were, were through there. Cam, you were there. Oh, yeah, um, it was a fantastic trip to I Thanks for reminding the, me of that. The Astro at that time was, I think, at its peak of... Well, I think I think it was after that game. No, sorry, it wasn't after that game. It was after Rangers got beat that they were told that they had to iron, uh, sorry, iron Hoover the place to get yeah. rid of some of the, the black pellets. But I think that... 
Yeah, it was absolutely ridiculous. It didn't help that Hibs had a team out that day that was pretty brutal. Yeah, there was uh, <coughs> changes right through. I think one one thing now, this this for the first time actually in a long time with Hibs, certainly this season, you can almost pick the starting eleven. You know, and and possibly. But when you see the team, you go, "Yeah, that's what we're playing today." But Whereas in the past, I'll tell you right now why. That could easily not be the case. Uh, there could be a slight headache at centre-half because a, a, a welcome headache. Mm-hmm. You know, McGregor's back from suspension, Milligan, Hanlon, Spectre came through some minutes uh, on Monday night against Ross County in the reserves, which I think was Hibs' seventh win in a row in the reserve league, which yeah, now puts them top. Yeah. Which I think they had a shocking start to the season, so that's actually really impressive. But and there's another thing, Cam. I know we're going off topic here. There's another there thing. Go. There we go. But there's Hibs last season, the double. Yes, the, the under twenties double. Yeah, you know you've got on the same token. There's players in Hibs. I know they're going to Harry Cochran chat, but there's players at Hibs. You know, Hibs and Hearts will give youth the opportunity. We've seen that. Porteous, Shaw, uh, Fraser Murray sniffing around now. All these players get spoke about. And they have the potential as well to really, if they want it, to really kick on yeah. and then be the next Hibs golden generation if they want. Mate, it's bevy and gear. I, I feel like I feel like that's that's it. You ask however many guys that you know that were good at at a certain level, as soon as it got to seventeen, eighteen and they had the choice between going out and, you know, pulling buds, etc. Or staying in on a Friday night, staying in on a Saturday night and just working, you know, gym every single day, training, double sessions. You you ask guys yeah. what what they would rather and especially at that age and the ones that, you know, put put the work in are the ones that, that make it. The ones that, you know, go out every hmm. I always remember what was it? Elias Wagner or something like that. He was a, he was at Hibs and then he went to Hearts. Said he was homesick at Hibs and two weeks later signed for Hearts. <laughs> I used to see him at Why Not every single Friday. Mm. Used to always just uh, as I don't, we always used to get VIP through Robbo because that was just his job back in the day. So we would sit at VIP and like I didn't know the guy. I never met him. We'd always come over to our table with a tray full of like vodka lemonades and I'd be like, all right. Um, I don't know you, but getting a ten-year deal. Cheers, mate. Um, <laughs> so I, I think why not did, but look, that that's that's the yeah, possibly. But let's hope these guys, because there's no doubt, Hibs and Hearts have got strong academies. They do well every year at that at that thing. It's just yeah. Can we get? And this is talking about Scotland as well. The bigger well, picture, 100%. the bigger picture of Scottish football. That's that's why we're sitting here saying, look, Harry Cochran. That's why. You're wanting him. We need you. Ah, exactly. <laughs> Look, come on. Yeah. It's been 20 years since we made a major tournament. It's yeah. looking like it's going to be 22. Please, mate. Yeah. Or guys, Aye. in general. You know, Hibs won the, the, the cup double there last season. League cup double. Can they do it? But back to Hibs, Livingston. It has to be three points. It's going to be tough though, isn't it? Because Livy... Livy or Livy. Yeah, they're, they're, tough to, they're tough to beat. They're tough to yeah, beat. Well, They've done well at home against the big teams this season as well. Yeah, I think so. But I think that it's it's a game that Hibs, Hibs could win. I I wouldn't want to see Ryan Gold risked on that pitch with the sort of... 
bigger games to come. Well, or no, more just, games to come. Just the fact that Livy could absolutely batter him, but you know the fact that he's back and he scored. What are you doing? Right, the fact that he's back and he scored, you, you do not want me to say that on the podcast. Uh, Picking my feet. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, the fact that he's back and he scored, yeah. look, that's massive. Yeah, agreed. A player that, as we've said, kind of gone under the radar that we forgot we've actually, mm-hmm. Hibs have actually got that player in place because Hibs, they've done really well since Heck and Bottom's coming. Oh, 100%. I'm sorry, but. Anyone sitting there saying that Heckenbottom hasn't done a good job needs their head checked because unbeaten in the league and beat off Celtic in the Scottish Cup, let's be honest, beat off Celtic in the Scottish Cup, that is no disgrace when they literally just hired a manager who knew Easter Road but Easter Road backwards. Now let's be honest, Neil Lennon knew the team knew everything about the team. Yeah. Like it's not exactly oh like they've brought in some like Ronnie Dyla type who's never heard the Hibs. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have a clue what's going on. Uh, Neil Lennon's getting glared off by Tam McCourt. I mean like yeah. let's be honest. So <laughs> he's he's had a fantastic start and yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's just it's gonna be tough. It is gonna be tough. Yeah, exactly. But if Hibs want to finish above Hearts, perhaps by the end of the season, it, chase, it would chase go. Europe. It would go a very, a very long Europe. way. It would go a very long way. Three it points. Certainly would. Certainly would. Yeah. Okay, Cal. Last thing on Hibs. Do you think McNulty getting called up for Scotland and and playing, you know, ninety minutes on uh, Sunday there? Well, almost ninety. Almost ninety, and then he he played. You know, got some minutes over in Kazakhstan. Do you think that's put? A little bit of a, a span in the works. A span in the works to try and get him long term. I think. I think purely just his form, that he's he's displayed, has put a span in the works. I don't think that, you know, Reading will be sitting there going, oh, aye, aye, let's just let him go for peanuts. So, as soon as peanuts are off the table, that's Hibs price range absolutely <laughs> gone. So, yeah, I don't. I can't. As much as I would love to see Mark McNulty in a Hibs strip for years to come, I just unfortunately cannot see it. But. Yeah. Okay. Moving on to our predictions. We'll start on Friday night where it is Livingston against Hibbs. What do you think, Cal? I came what? 3 0 Hibbs. <sighs> wow. Yeah. Wow. I, I think Hibbs will win as well, but I think it's going to be tight. I don't think, I can't see a. Uh, 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 that's a, some some result. That'll be that'll be, that'll be some away trip. That um, I'll I'll go for two one Hibs. Two one Hibs. Two one Hibs. Yep. Hearts against Aberdeen on on Saturday. Cal. Hearts against Aberdeen. I. I mean, honestly, depending on the starting lineups, that could change constantly. But this moment in time, one 0 Hearts. Yeah, I'll go two one hearts. I think they'll win as well. I think they'll come through. Was it one that was it one nil? It was two one. Two one. It was two one at Tiny and Hearts got beat two 0 up at Petodre. Yeah, I think it'll be two one. I think it'll mirror that. Uh, League two, Berwick against Edinburgh City Cal. Look, City need a win, but in all honesty, the the form that they're showing, I'm not sure that they can go down there and, and get the three points. So I know it, I think this must be might be the first time that I've not predicted their team to win, but I think that's going to be one each. One each, yeah. I was angling towards that as well. 
I just think <clears throat> yeah, I, I just think Berwick are gonna be a different proposition because they've now gone because they've now gone bottom. And I I just think it's I think it could go one of two ways, I think. Berwick, oh, don't get me wrong, I think Berwick, it, Berwick, it could easily Berwick, go down there and win. Yeah, Berwick go bottom and they crumble or Berwick go bottom and they show some resolve and Let's be honest though, it's City can find, as we've said, the form they showed in that, in that winning yeah, run. 100%. There's no reason why they can't go I'm, down I'm here. hoping it's a little bit of reverse psychology. I like that. <laughs> Civil against smart. hundred <coughs> percent. Easy for me to say. A hundred percent. There's a big fence out there and I am sitting right atop it and I will say... That will be a very entertaining two-all draw. Two-all. I'll go one-all. I think I'll mirror, mirror the, the game at um, Ainsley Park. I think both teams will have chances that they'll think, oh, I had chances to win that game. Yeah. Then on the same time, they'll come away with it, it goes... Poof. Could have lost that game. Could have lost that game. Yeah, so, I think they will. I think it will. Yeah, I think um, it's going to be... I'm happily going to sit on the fence there. Happily yeah. going to sit two, on the two fence. Two-two and one-one. And then we finish with Ember Uni against Gretna. 6-1 Uni. <laughs> Reverse psychology. Can what? <laughs> um, I think there will be goals. Actually, I do. I think it's going to be three-two to Edinburgh Uni. There we go. Yeah. I swear to God, if it's six-one to Edinburgh Uni, I'm due something. <laughs> imagine Cakes it's like for life. imagine it's like five-one in like the last minute or something. <laughs> it's just like it's like six-one going in injury time. Cakes for life. Six-two. Uh, <laughs> no, in my luck, it'd be like. Uh, it's like uh, what cake do I hate? Uh, carrot cake. There we go. I was about to say carrot and coriander, but I was like, that's a soup. Okay. <laughs> I take carrot cake if you're offering. Uh, well, why then, mate? Why then? <laughs> okay, Cal. That's all. Anything else to add? Uh, no, no, I don't think so. All covered. Uh, I think so. All covered. If you're offering us comps, uh, several on on Saturday, you know where to find us. That's Aye, all. 100%. <laughs> I've been Andrew. Shameless. Uh, and I've been Cal. And that was the Edinburgh Football Podcast.